Hello and welcome to another episode of the Going Solo Podcast. This is Matthew Mayer. How are you doing today? I hope I hope you're having a great weekend. That's what I'm hoping. All right. I'm hoping you're having just a fantastic weekend. You're getting the things you need to get done. You're doing the things you need to do. You're being the places you need to be. Um, anyway, I, uh, I'm having a good weekend here, and I am grateful for your listenership um, here on the Going Solo Podcast. going to do a new episode uh, here a little different. This episode is going to be just a little bit different, and that is, as you know, I usually uh, am speaking with a guest on my podcast um, episodes, but this will be the first ever where I am truly solo. So I am going solo on the Going Solo podcast. If you haven't already, please connect with me at Mayor Solo Piano on Twitter, at Mayor Solo Piano on Twitter, at Mayor Solo Piano on Facebook, at Mayor Solo Piano on Instagram, wherever you can at Mayor Solo Piano. Just go ahead and do that. Would love to hear from you. Um, but this this episode really is a follow-up to I, uh, blog that, uh, was published. I, I published my first blog and it was, um, great. I'm grateful for the folks. First of all, a shout out to my friends at CD baby. Um, I am just really grateful. They published an article on a subject that I've been passionate about for many years. And I have received more feedback, um, than I ever have on this article and um, I wanted to break it down. I wanted to take this episode and dive deeper into this article. And if you haven't read it yet, um, you can go to the DIY Musician uh, blog at CD Baby. And the title of the article is Five Myths About Being a Musician with a Day Job. And as many of you know, uh, many of you know that know me, I do have a quote-unquote uh, day job as well as uh, my music career and the things I do musically. So um, for many, many years, I have balanced these two worlds, and um, I don't pretend to be a master at balancing them or um, pretend to have it all figured out by any means. But I received some excellent feedback. I received uh, comments from all around the world on this, um, hearing from other independent artists that are in the same predicament or in the same situation uh, that I think many independent artists are. And so I'm going to not only address, uh, talk at a high level about this article, but also the um, I want to answer some of the uh, folks that do not agree with what I was saying, and I am happy to just address some of the, those points as well. Um, I think the most exciting thing about this is that it has created more conversation of being a creative in a quote-unquote eight-to-five world and that you can, um, it is possible to do both. You can continue your creative pursuit and hopefully you are. So again, if you haven't read it, it's five myths about being a musician with a day job. And so first what I'll do here is I'm just going to break down the myths uh, that are listed here. So myth number one is if I work a full-time job, I'm not a real musician. I'm sure you've heard that before, but that is one myth that will that will debunk. Number two, I need to be a musician 
or work an eight to five. I can't do both. It's another myth out there. Uh, the third, if I didn't have an eight to five job, I'd be much more successful in my music career. Maybe you've heard that. Maybe you haven't. Um, I've heard that a lot. And not only have I heard that, I have thought about that a lot. A lot of these myths are not necessarily just myths that you may hear, but myths that you may be putting in your own head. Number four, I don't have time to do both. All right, we're going to spend some time talking about time. Time, that four-letter word time. And finally, number five, I need to quit my job now and pursue my passion. So those are the five myths we're going to talk about here. And um, I'll give you, again, I, I would encourage you to go and read through this article. There are a lot of great comments um, on it. It's at the DIY Musician blog page on CD Baby. And so the first one is, again, if I work a full-time job, I'm not a real musician. Well, I, I want to know when you are a quote-unquote real musician. So my argument here is, yeah, you are no matter what you're doing, no matter what you're doing between your sets, between your playing, between your touring, if you are pursuing your music, you're writing music, you are creating music, and um, assuming that you are doing it in a quality way in which you have an audience, um, yes, you are a real musician. I think sometimes as artists, as creatives, we may think, well, you know, my friend, they're doing this full time. So that must mean they're either a better musician or they're really real. And I must not be because I still have to, you know, get up at 630 in the morning and still work this other job. That's false. That's false. Get that out of your head. Uh, if you're a creative person, if you're, I don't care if you're, if you're playing tours, if you're writing a book, if you're doing anything creative, maybe you're a painter, you still, you still are that craft regardless. And so I think it's easy to fall into that trap of, well, I'm not because I don't do it full time. Again, I want, I want to challenge your thinking on that uh, and, and let that be an encouragement that, um, that you are. And also let it be an encouragement to yourself that you're still pursuing it even when you are working an 8 to 5. So uh, that's the first myth um, that is uh, debunked here on the Going Solo podcast. Debunked on the Going Solo podcast. Sounds so serious. Number two, I need to be a musician or work an eight to five. I can't do both. So I don't know about you. Um, this, this has always been a struggle for me because I think there's a pressure there that says um, you're either doing one or you're doing the other. And what I like to say here is it's not an all or nothing proposition. You are not just what you do at your job. You may be very, very, very good at what you do your job, and I hope you are. Um, I hope you're giving to whatever organization that you work for. I hope you're giving them your all and that you're doing a great job. 
but that's not just what you are good at, or that's what I'm arguing. My, my argument is, yes, you can do both. And maybe even you were made to do both. How do you feel if you do have that creative side and you're not using it? Do you feel like you're, do you feel like your whole person at work at your eight to five? If you give up your creative and then you just do your eight to five, chances are that might come with regrets. Or let's say you just do your creative and you don't have that eight to five. That, and I'm assuming, and when I say eight to five, not necessarily an eight to five that you have to do. And there might be certain situations where, yes, you do have to. Most of us have to. I've been in that situation many, many times. But one is that is using other skill sets. And chances are doing one is actually helping you in another. And we can, we can get into that more. But the whole point about that, that whole myth of I can't do both, really reframing your mind and saying, not only can I do both, I might have been made to do both. Because I do have these other talents, and I don't want them to just die off. And why not utilize all the talents that I have and all the talents that I can utilize to benefit not only society, but to yourself? So think about that. Number three, if I didn't have an eight to five job, I'd be much more successful in my music career. So, okay, if, if, woulda, coulda, shoulda, here we go. Um, you know what? This is one that I say, and I say this in the article, I say that there might be some truth hidden in this. Um, but going back to what we just talked about, I would challenge you to think about how working your eight to five again is actually making you better musician. So for example, is this, is this eight to five providing benefits for you and your family that maybe you couldn't get on your own? Um, have you been able to participate, say in professional trainings or leadership courses, um, or marketing and networking events at your eight to five? Um, Right there, I mean, I think your most independent artists understand that a lot of what you do as an independent artist is marketing and networking, and what you learn in one, you can apply to the other. Um, do you have an opportunity to engage with people and build relationships? As you all know, um, in any business, whether I don't care what profession you're in, you have to build relationships. You have to build good relationships or you're not going to get any very far, no matter what you're doing. Um, and so if your eight to five is helping you do that, you're building relationships. Not only that, but they're probably also starting to find out about you as a musician and that can only help you. Um, have you acquired, you know, during this, have you acquired efficiency skills or project management skills or uh, financial literacy skills? All these things are only going to help you be successful in your music or creative career. So, again, there might be some truth in that, that maybe I'd be more successful in my music, but goes back to the all or nothing proposition, Look at it holistically. Look at what you are doing holistically and apply that to your creative gig. Um, number four, and this, this is a big one, and this is where we get into a lot of great conversation. 
I don't have time to do both. I, I could spend the entire rest of this podcast talking about that. Um, I get that question all the time. Well, how do you have time? Matt, you have three kids. Um, you run solopiano.com. You produce the Going Solo podcast. You're a musician yourself. Um, you have an eight-to-five job that's totally unrelated to what you do musically. How do you have the time for it? And it's, it's, it, it's a fair question when you look at it. But if you switch that conversation of time to energy, and if you take a look and you say, okay, where am I spending my energy? And am I spending my energy on the things that I am passionate about or that I like to do? Um, it's funny. I get the comment a lot. You know, I don't, it's not that I tour a lot, but I tour sometimes throughout the year in which I use my PTO time, um, from work. And I get the question all the time. Well, how does your, how does your family deal with that? And I chuckle to myself because I'm thinking, do you know, how if you compared the time I spend on touring to your average salesperson who's traveling all the time, it doesn't even compare. And so I think there's somewhat of a stigma around that, that um, if, if you're touring or if you're traveling, like, oh, that must be so much more of a stress. Um no, it's it's not. You're you're going somewhere to play a show, and um, you're using your PTO time and uh, using it in a way that is focusing energy on something that you enjoy. Um, but I mean, but Matt, I mean, come on, you're working an eight to five. You, how do you have time to write? How do you have time to do all this? Um, another another question that I pose back is if you have you taken the time to ever talk to people that are successful say successful in the corporate world or whether it's finance or um, maybe doctors or lawyers and or teachers or um, nurses or you you name the profession but I'm always surprised of those people that seem to make it higher in that area. They also are the ones that are taking flying lessons and flying planes. They're also the ones that are doing Ironman races. They're also the ones that are publishing their own book. They're also the ones that are doing the most from a volunteer standpoint. And I think to myself, well, why is it that when you typically see a very successful person, they're not just successful in that immediate craft you think they're successful in. Dig in a little bit, and you're going to find out that they are doing a heck of a lot more with their life. And how do they have that time? How do they have that time? Or is it more of a question of energy? How have they, how have they planned their day? How have they planned their week? How are they planning those two hours that they do have free? You know, I make the comment a lot is, you know, after work or after, say, my kids go to bed at 
am I going to spend the, the next two hours, you know, watching my favorite show on Netflix? And I've got some favorite shows on Netflix. I do. But what would happen if I took those two hours and I focused just, I'm going to say, you know what, from eight to 10 tonight, I'm going to just focus on my email campaign list, or I'm just going to focus on, um, building out my next month of social media campaigns just for those two hours. And I bet if you applied that focus for those two hours, you're going to get more done in that two hours than you think you're going to do if you had all day. Um, and I'm going to address some of the uh, some of the debate on all of this. So is, this is, again, giving you my perspective. So before, um, again, I've, I've, I've heard a lot of different sides of these debates, and I'm happy. I want to hear from you. I'm at Mayor Solo Piano again on Twitter. Uh, but before <laughs> before you you go shouting at me here, I want I want you to understand that everything that I say is my own perspective and my own experience. So none of this is um, things that I am proclaiming to be the answer or necessarily the all end all answer to your situation if you're also working in eight to five and have a creative passion, but here are some of the things and the thinking that I have carried over since my first album released 20 years ago. Um, and I've released 12 albums that has helped me, um, balance all of this. So energy, 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 right? After work, are you hitting that happy hour? You know, um, nothing wrong with, I like happy hours, nothing wrong with them, nothing wrong inherently at all. But again, what, if you could take those those two hours and apply it to something that, uh, you know, if, if you took those two hours and went to the coffee shop to finish that last chapter of your book, um, you, may, you may get more progress. And the last thing I'm going to say on time that is probably, that I don't touch on a lot in the blog that was published is when you start to look at things from a long-term timeline, not, not in days or months or even years, but if you look at them in say decades, um, it takes some of that pressure off you that you say, okay, I have to spend every day. I have to spend these 30 minutes on this. Let me tell you, there are days I don't feel like doing anything and I don't do anything after work. I I have dinner with my family and um, play some Nintendo with my kids and go to bed. <laughs> that's that's going to happen. And not every day is the perfectly executed day. doesn't mean you shouldn't try. It also doesn't mean it doesn't waste you for next day. You get up and you, and you try your best and you go through your routines and you do what you got to do. And there's, um, there's some great routines out there. There's some great things that, that you can utilize and I'm, I'm happy to, uh, to suggest. Um, so again, the whole time I want, I want you to think about energy. I want you to think about your energy. What are you focused on? What are, what are you applying your energy to? And lastly, uh, number five is, um, I need to quit my job now and pursue my passion. And here's what I say to this. I say, maybe you do. Maybe you do. 
only you would know that. So maybe you do. And if you do, awesome. Go after it. Go get it. Go do it for sure. And for those that have, I have, I have friends, really good friends that, um, are now able to do their, their, um, creative full time. And I love it. It's, it's awesome. But I also know these friends and I know how hard they worked. They worked hard. And what I mean by that, they're doing things every single day to get their music out there, to get their books out there, to get their creative project out there. Um, but they were able to, to get to that point where they could leave um, if they didn't enjoy it. You know, I happen to enjoy what I do from an eight to five and I happen to enjoy what I do creatively. So I feel like I've got the best of both worlds. But don't hamstring yourself or um, put yourself at a disadvantage if you don't need to. So again, everyone's situation is unique. Everyone has different needs and goals. Um, so before you make any of that jump, you know, just, just make sure you're not hurting your creative pursuit in the process. So those essentially were the five myths. Um, and I'm going to read, I'm going to read some of the feedback that we've gotten on it. And this is, these are all comments you can, again, you can, um, read on the DIY musician blog at CD baby. But, um, one person said, um, excellent article. It totally depends on your day job. Um, I think if your day job is fun and not very stressful, it's easier to do music at night and on weekends. But if you hate your job, it's going to wreck everything in your life, including music. I do web design during the day and music nights and weekends, and it gives me the lifestyle I want. So, um, I, I agree with that. I mean, I, again, I think, um, I think we've all done those jobs that we don't like, and that can drain again, our energy. Um, and I, I've done those. I've, I've, I've had those jobs. Um, but again, even if you're in that situation, maybe it is your challenge to view that situation with just a little more gratitude and say, you know what? I know that this is not a permanent stop for me. If, if this is assuming, assuming this is a job that, um, is not uh, feeding you spiritually or, or emotionally or um, financially, but maybe it's one you just have to be in, then then look at that as, again, a, uh, a means to an end. Look at it as a holistic picture of this is still helping me get to an end goal. Um, but I very much agree with that. I, I think you have to balance... Um, something that you are passionate about. And again, I, I feel lucky because I, I have a job where I, um, I interact with people every day and some of those situations are, um, you know, uh, some are a little bit of crisis management. Some of them are, um, just problem solving. A lot of them are problem solving on issues that are, that are gray and that are not clear cut. And there's a challenge in that. And it's also taught me so much about human behavior and so much about how working with people. And I've carried that over um, tremendously in my creative pursuits and in my career and in building relationships and in who I want to do business with. Um, so that, that was a great point. Um, I think uh, uh, someone that did not... 
um, agree. I, I got an, I got a personal email, and I, I'm not going to mention any names or anything, but I'm just bringing them up for for good discussion points. I got this email from somebody, um, I believe, out of Canada, and um, the email read, I actually disagree with much of your article about being pro, except number five. And I think you know it's more like at least 12-hour days devoted to the creativity and the business of being a professional. Yes, one is still a musician if you have another job, but not really a proper professional career musician unless that is the full-time commitment. Certainly, one has to find a way to survive, and I'm not suggesting anyone quit their day job without having a firm plan. Very often, you can use a job as a launching pad. Not everyone has what it takes, and that is the cold truth. Of course, call oneself whatever one likes, but unless you take that leap of faith, it is a hobby and semi-professional. Not meaning to be discouraging anyone, but amateur musicians who gig bring the bar down in some markets by undercutting pros. They can play for free. They have a day job. Why not? And the listening public is shortchanged as well. Um, so I received this email. Um, and again, I've received both. I've received all different um, arguments on this, and, and I appreciate them very much. I... Um, I'm not quite sure where these comments were coming from. I do believe that, um, yeah, I do believe that everyone has to find their own way to survive. Absolutely. We're we're all doing that. Um, I don't agree with the premise that when the comment was not meaning to be discouraging anyone, but amateur musicians who gig bring the bar down, um, I com- I completely disagree with that. Um, I actually think there are amateur musicians out there that have more talent and um, more uh, true passion for their craft than some professionals. Um, now, again, uh, I say some professionals because I think the majority of professionals are professionals for a reason. Um, the majority... Of professional, whether it's musicians, um, authors, writers, uh, artists, athletes, they're there because they worked hard. And most of them um, do a, a professional job at what they do. As for um, the listening public and being shortchanged there, uh, again, I disagree with that. I think you know, I think that is economics. I think that's supply and demand. And I think ultimately, and I say this a lot, ultimately our creative, our, our creations are sent to the, um, sent out to the world for public opinion. And ultimately people are going to want to listen to what they want to listen to. I play solo piano music. Um, I perform solo piano music in what you can find on my Spotify or Pandora, Matthew Mayer, Pandora Station. If you haven't uh, started one of those yet, please do. I would be most grateful. And if you haven't followed on Spotify, um, I got to plug myself a little bit here. Um, please follow uh, me on Spotify. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Not everyone likes piano music. That's okay. Like, <laughs> that's um, that's fine. But the people that do, I want to provide a a great product or or maybe people want a certain mood i want to i want to um be an artist and an experience in that but 
the public and um, any audience is going to listen to what he or she wants to listen to. And again, I don't care if you're a beginner. If, if there's a beginner that goes on the stage and plays something that is um, well-received or that is preferred to a listening audience, then they're a beginner. And that's what the audience wants to hear. So um, so I, I disagree with several points on that, but I do appreciate the email um, and the comments. Uh, other comments here, I'll read a couple more. Um, interesting, uh, here's another, another comment. Interesting and timely article as I'm grappling with both. I've made significant steps in my music career, but building the resources is the main drive now. Thank you for writing this. Um, I like this. Yeah, uh, someone said, God bless the men and women out there gigging three, 45s, five to six nights a week playing covers. If that makes you happy and is what you love to do as a professional mission. Um, my goal is to create original music using the meager talent I have and put it into the world. Um, and so, uh, people are out there gigging and, and doing their eight to five. Um, someone wrote, uh, so true, no sense in starving. If we can avoid the fact with day jobs, as for myself, my day job has provided my music creations with multimedia views and plays that number in the tens of thousands over the past decade. Something that wouldn't have happened in the equation without my day job influences. And rest assured that I'm grateful for each and every view, play, like, and nod. Um, number three often rings true. Another person says, number, number three often rings true for this reason alone. If you're waiting for your ship to come in, where's the cash to come from all of that equipment and advertising? Um, uh, someone uh, with a different view here. Good, but surely it's true that no eight to five job equals better musician. It is for me at least. Some of these, some of this piece seems a little too cheerful in the face of reality. Um, yeah, maybe it does uh, seem cheerful, but that's just because I'm a positive guy. And after doing this for twenty years, um, you know, sharing, I'm very passionate about sharing what's worked worked for me. But uh, I love the comments. Um, Yes, you are. Here's another person. Yes, you are a musician, regardless of how uh, frequently or infrequently you perform, and nothing and no one can take away your talent. I love that. Great message. Um, someone says, "Thanks so much." This is exactly my approach, and I appreciate it being verified by someone else. Um, so, lots and lots and lots of uh, great um, feedback on here. So, please, I hope you check out the article, but. Those are my uh, five myths to debunk. Debunk, 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 debunk. It gets a little low. Um, so I hope you I hope you read the article if you can. And thanks for tuning in to another episode. Again, um, at the end of the day, um, can you be a professional mission musician? Can you be a professional musician if you have an eight to five job? Yes, you can. Period exclamation point there's no question mark period exclamation point so um so again uh please uh please hook up with me i want to hear from you at marisola piano um thanks for listening and those that are out there pursuing their dream i i want to say something and i mean this and i truly truly mean this is um 
Congratulations, and keep it up. You may just be helping someone else when they're doubting to pursue pursue their own. But you pursuing yours is also letting other people that they can pursue theirs. So whatever that is, um, keep it up. You are beautiful, you are enough as you are. Let your light shine. You never know who needs to uh, not only see that light, but they might need to feel it too. So, all right, thanks for listening. I'm so grateful, and I will see you on the next episode.